You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter Podcast, presented to you by PHL Sports Nation and sponsored by the Black Tux. My name is Matt Luthie, and I'm a Twitter admin and blogger with PHL Eagles Nation. And today I'm joined by Sean McMenamin and Logan Banker, who are both bloggers with PHL Eagles Nation. Today we'll be discussing the latest news on Carson Wentz and his reactions to the report that called him a selfish presence in the locker room. Yeah, so a few weeks back we had the Philly voice report that pretty much came out of nowhere that called him selfish, egotistical, and also one of the more interesting claims was that he um, pretty much bullied Mike Rowe. And then a few days ago, Carson Wentz, um, he did an interview with a few reporters and they came out with a story about it. And his reaction to it was pretty interesting. He didn't really deny anything that was said in the report. He did admit that at times he can be selfish and that he isn't perfect. But, um, he also mentioned how he was dealing with a tough time because of the injuries and it wasn't exactly easy on him, the entire situation. And he said, instead of focusing on who told the reporter those things about him or who was really thinking this way about him, he instead focused on how he can be a better team and how he can improve. And um, another thing too about Mike Rowe is um, once the report came out, it, um, Carson Wentz found out when he was sitting at his breakfast table and right away when the report came out, when he read it, he texted Mike Rowe to talk about it and, they both pretty much denied that that situation never happened. And Wentz said that Grow is pretty much impossible to be bullied because of his personality. So um, pretty much the biggest thing for me was I I like how Carson Wentz didn't try to throw dirt on the reporter that said these things about him. And he and said he took the high road. And um, while he can, I obviously don't know Carson Wentz. I've never met him or had a conversation with him. But if he is selfish, that's not necessarily the worst thing for a franchise quarterback because you want your quarterback to have the mentality you want him to want everything in the world as far as an athlete to accomplish. So pretty much what the report that came out a few days ago about what Carson Wentz said, I think it was a pretty good thing for him. Yeah, for sure. I think it goes to show what kind of guy he is both on and off the locker room after he responded. And like you said, Logan didn't really deny it, but kind of owned up and said, I can be a better person. But for me personally, I think that Carson Wentz, has been a great guiding presence in his three seasons with the Eagles, even when he faced adversity and difficult injuries. Wentz has proven that he will do whatever it takes in order to lead his team to victory, as he also supported his teammates all throughout his early career and even took the blame for some of the team's losses over the past few seasons, which is a very tough thing to do in post-game press conferences. And this past week, Wentz responded to the bombshell article by stating, I'll be straight up. It hasn't been the easiest last year for me. I realized I wasn't the greatest teammate at times because I was emotionally kind of all over the place. To the outside world, I probably didn't show it much. I believe that Wentz deserves a lot of respect and recognition for speaking on behalf of these reports and not totally claiming that they were false, but saying that he may have been a better leader or person in the locker room, or could have been. And I think that Wentz has... Had some great had some great points and quotes in this article, 
that was released this week as he stuck to his firm beliefs and what it truly means to be a caring, compassionate teammate to the other players in the locker room despite dealing with tough, grueling injuries over his young career in the NFL. Yeah, I think he handled this perfectly, and that's the kind of response that you want out of your quarterback because um, there's a lot of speculation going on around him. And although we know that with the kind of guy that Carson Wentz is, a lot of people are starting to second-guess him and maybe question, especially because all of this going on between Nick Foles versus Carson Wentz, that huge debate, a lot of people are kind of, using that as leverage to be like, oh, maybe Carson Wentz isn't the guy. But um, we had a podcast a few weeks ago, if you guys tuned in. Um, there, We had a good debate on this report when it first came out. And one of the things that I mentioned was it's got to be the most difficult thing for an athlete to be in Carson Wentz's shoes and be the front runner for the MVP, be the number one seed in the NFC. The whole league is talking about you. You're in your second um, year as a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, everything's going right for you, and then one play happens in an unfortunate ACL tear that you really can't do anything about, and then you see a backup quarterback who wasn't really playing the whole year come and just take that all from you, um, and you're just sitting on the sideline and watching Nick Foles come and do that um, excellent Super Bowl run, and although you got to be happy for him in the city of Philadelphia, it's got to be such a difficult thing to watch him knowing that you could be doing the same thing. So I, I understand where Wentz is coming from and it's okay if he got caught up in his emotions, but um, I think we always have to understand that it came from um, his competitive nature and wanting to be back out there on the field. Yeah. Wentz kind of mimicked the, the things that you just said too. He mentioned how it wasn't easy having uh, dirt thrown on his name, not being able to control what other people are saying about you. And then he also mentioned how he was, Glad that uh, Nick Foles was able to show again this year that what happened last season was a fluke. So that was another positive thing that came from Carson Wentz effect. He, he could appreciate his teammate's success, even though it kind of took some of the shine off him, but he was still able to enjoy what he did and enjoy what he accomplished. And um, yeah, so pretty much all of that just really adds to how great of a guy Carson Wentz is and how much Eagles fans should really trust him going forward. Cause it's not, you know, he'll face adversity on the field, but he also faced it off the field. And the fact that he handled it so well was just a very positive thing. Yeah. And one of the biggest things from that report, as you pointed out, Lugan was the relationship with Mike Groh, the new offensive coordinator. And, um, we could see that the offense definitely took a step down this season. Back in 2017, they were the third highest scoring offense in the NFL, averaging 28.6 per game. And now in 2018, they are only averaging 22.9. And although that they were able to get into the playoffs, there was no um, real blowout games as we saw in 2017. They were losing close games. They were winning close games. And it definitely wasn't the same offense that we were seeing with the creative plays, fast tempo. Um, There's a lot more um, failed third-down conversions, which the Eagles were excellent with last year. Uh, It it was kind of concerning to see that maybe um, Frank Reich uh, leaving Philadelphia really put a number on them. And Mike Groh isn't the kind of offensive bind that Frank Reich was as you can see, purely in the stats, but um, I don't think that Carson Wentz has too many 
problems with Mike Rose being the offensive coordinator, yeah, maybe they might come into some disagreements, but that's going to happen with a player and coach relationship. You just kind of respect that and see what works for both people. Mike Rose has never been an offensive coordinator. He was a wide receivers coach the year before. He's kind of defining his place, the NFL and the Eagles organization. And last year, it didn't work out the way that people thought it would, but Doug Peterson trusts in him, and so do all the players. They have to. So I think going forward, they're going to have a lot of trust in each other, and especially because of this report, Carson Wentz and um, Mike Grow are going to try to prove the world wrong and show that they can work together and get this offense back to normal. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, go ahead. And despite uh, getting off to kind of a slow start this season, I thought Mike Grow kind of trusted the process stuck with it, and eventually uh, led this offense to more success down the road and in their playoff run. Yeah, another thing, too, that uh, Carson Wentz is going to try proving wrong is the fact that some people claim that he's injury-prone. And um, So as we saw last season, again, he got hurt, and some people said how he wasn't very good last season. He was coming off a significant knee injury, and he was playing with a back injury, where and he still had over 3,000 yards in his 11 games. And he still had a three-to-one touchdown interception ratio. And so just to go pretty far back in the future, when Carson Wentz suffered that torn ACL and LCL, he suffered that in December. And the timetable to be completely 100% recovered from it is 12 months, a full year. And while Carson Wentz was pretty close to 100% um, last, or this, yeah, last season, he wasn't completely there, as I mentioned before in articles and on the podcast as well. And... Um, that even though we've heard some people deny that that injury had correlation or no correlation to the back injury, if you if you watch Carson Wentz throw during the season, he wasn't really stepping into his throw, which caused other parts of his body, such as his back, to overcompensate. And it really creates a lot of stress. So that, on top of the fact that he had no uh, off-season time last season to get ready for the season where he couldn't go to North Dakota like he used to to work out with the wide receivers or he w- wasn't able to participate in OTAs completely and really get part of the system next season he'll be able to have that because he will be completely back from the knee injury and the back injury will be behind him so this um this upcoming off season is just gonna be very big for him I'll be very positive the fact that he will be able to train like he normally would if he wasn't injured so that's definitely a good thing going forward yeah I think uh you said a lot of good points there with that those types of injuries, I mean, obviously it impacts your play every single play of the game, even if you're just handing the ball up. I mean, he's always concerned about if he's um, taking care of his knee the right way and if the back was impacting him, make sure that he's not making himself uncomfortable at all. If you look back at Carson Wentz's highlights from last season, 2017, um, he was throwing so many deep balls. I mean, I was watching some the other day. Nelson Aguilar had a huge one against the Cardinals. Mac Hollins against the Redskins. Over 50-yard passes to um, these receivers, and he was getting um, great throws out of the pocket, maybe even escaping a few pass rushers, and he looked like the Carson Wentz that um, the Eagles drafted. And I think the reason that we really didn't see a lot of that this year was because – because of those injuries and he was really concerned. It was kind of a mental um, barrier to seeing what he could do on the field and what's going to keep him healthy. Yeah, I agree with all those points. And I think with a full off season heading into this year, 2019, I think he'll get back right where he left off in his MVP type form of play. Uh, 
before he tore his ACL two seasons ago. But moving forward, I think he'll be he'll get back to normal and be the future quarterback that we drafted. Yeah, Matt, you mentioned the deep ball too, and another thing to with that wasn't just his health that affected that too. It was the running back's health and the offensive line health. Or, uh, health. Um, so Jay Ajayi obviously got hurt early in the season. Darren Sproles was gone for pretty much the entire time. Carson Wentz was at quarterback. Corey Clement got hurt in Carson Wentz's last game. And also the offensive line was pretty dinged up. Jason Peters was playing with a torn bicep. Lane Johnson was pretty dinged up. Uh, same with Jason Kelsey. So when all those pieces aren't really working cohesively and all as one, it's very tough for a quarterback to attack a defense like he normally would on top of the fact that Carson Wentz himself wasn't 100%. So it's just all around a tough situation for him. Yeah, I think those injuries really brought up the worse than those injuries because um, when you see guys on the offensive line go down, I mean, like, Jason Peters wasn't fully healthy. Lane Johnson missed a couple games. I mean, there was instability at the left guard position. But 2017 season, Jason Peters went down. Um, If I remember correctly, Lane Johnson was out for a game or two as well. And that really wasn't an issue because Carson Wentz had that elusive ability because um, Big V was not the – um, all-pro left tackle that Jason Peters was before he stepped off the field. He let guys run past him all the time, but Carson Wentz could sense that, get around him, and still extend the play. But without being able to run around, without being fully healthy, um, it really showed the holes in the offensive line. And Carson Wentz took a lot of sacks, which could have um, caused the back injury as well. So I think without having Wentz return to his full form, his running game is gone. His elusive ability is gone. And um, the whole offense is going to fun- function properly because their game plan was suited for him to extend plays and do what he does best. But without being able to do that, then the offense couldn't function properly. So uh, we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. If you have any thoughts on our discussion today, just send us a tweet at Birds Banter on Twitter and be sure to follow each of our hosts. All of our Twitter handles are found in the podcast description. Make sure to check out our latest articles, Logan's being an Eagles mock draft, Sean's being the buzz on Broad Street, a review of all Philadelphia teams, and mine is a free agent fan picks at a few key positions. So be sure to subscribe on all platforms and tune in next time for more Birds Banter. Go Birds. Go Birds.